The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, first of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. Um, we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then, um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail. And now it's all coming out. And it's like these new revelations that I freaking had all of it. I, I, I'm so pissed right now. Like every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh my God, we, it was, um, what, what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney three years ago saying like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day where we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. So do I think he was killed? A hundred percent. Yes, I do. Because you want he made his whole living blackmailing people. Yeah. There were a lot of men in those planes, a lot of men who visited that island, a lot of powerful men who came into that apartment. There you go. That's from uh, 2019, so uh, almost five years ago. Remember when that was leaked? She, uh, she uh, said those things on a hot mic. She didn't know she was being recorded. And, of course, it took Project Veritas to, uh, to release that to the general public, and uh, she started to back away from it after uh, it made ABC look pretty bad. Sitting on that story, sitting on that story, the most, what did she say? The most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. And he made a living by blackmailing people, the rich and the powerful, the ruling class, the elites. Last night, of course, the Jeffrey Epstein files, or at least some of them, released to the public. Finally, there's a judge somewhere that says, no, people ought to be able to, to see the truth, to see who this man associated with. And there's more to come. You're listening to Stephen Flurry. This is the Trumpet Daily. We appreciate you joining us on today's show. You can get to the live video stream. Let me just adjust my levels here. The live video stream at trumpetdaily.com or you can go to our Rumble channel, rumble.com forward slash Trumpet Daily. If you visit the Rumble channel, make sure that you give us the thumbs up or leave us a comment or both. You can do both or you can join in on the the uh, lively live conversation, sometimes lively, sometimes uh, not, not as much. But it's great to see uh, people enthused and excited 
about watching uh, this show. There's a lot to get to on today's program. As I mentioned, those file, I guess there's 250 sets of documents. 40 of them were released last night, almost a, a thousand pages, I guess. Uh, Bill Clinton, again, in some ways, we already know, at least some of us, never mind the way the regime media downplays this story. You'll notice even from Feature Story News, the news we run on this uh, station at the top of the hour, they've got, you know, Bill Clinton, he's mentioned 73 times in the documents, says that he prefers young girls. 73 times. And, and Donald Trump, he's, he's asked about two or three times, and in both cases, he's exonerated. Yeah, he didn't have anything to do with uh, the most prolific pedophile in American history. Bill Clinton, on the other hand, 73 times he's on the Lolita Express, dozens of times he visits the island, Fantasy Island, and yet the coverage that Feature Story News gives it is that, well, there's no, no, but there's no real wrongdoing here, whether it's Clinton or Trump. You know, Clinton's mentioned, Trump is mentioned. Uh, there's nothing really that proves they did anything wrong. And then they move on to the next story. Listen to that, that ABC reporter. I mean, she's a prominent reporter. Her name's Amy Robach. She's there saying, we had it all. We had the goods. We had the witnesses. She even said that Epstein was murdered. That's, that's 2019. Happened under Bill Barr's watch. Remember that too? What a cover-up. What a scandal. How is this not the biggest story of this century? Bill Clinton was a U.S. president for eight years. I mean, and you know... You know why he was associated with Epstein. I mean, those of us that are old enough to remember, we know what was going on in the Oval Office when Clinton was in charge. Monica Lewinsky, that scandal. Even back in the 90s, people just wanted to sugarcoat that and say, well, you know, there's, it's just a sex thing. It's not really a crime. Here he's lying under oath, this former president. And then he maintains this, this close association with, of all people, Jeffrey Epstein, even after Epstein is convicted as a pedophile. I mean, as it turns out, it just ends up being a slap on the wrist. As you'll hear from one of our clips, they had enough goods on him to send him off to prison for decades. But there's a lot of powerful people that didn't want that to happen. Why? Why doesn't ABC want you to hear the truth? about Jeffrey Epstein. Why did they quash the story that uh, Amy Robach had? You heard her. <laughs> you heard her there. She, sound, she sounded convinced. The cover-up's worse than the crime. What does it say about the regime media that they would cover up pedophilia, child sex trafficking, homosexuality, with little boys? What does, it, what does it tell you? A few weeks ago, we had the program on sodomy in the Senate, and we took you through all those scriptures in the Old Testament where God says, like in Ezekiel 8, look, come here, I want you to peer into this hole in the wall and just see how many more abominations are actually happening. 
It's not, a, it's not like this is a subject that you know, we're just eager to cover and get into. And I think, I think the clips that we have for you today will be appropriate for, uh, for most children, maybe not the littlest of ones. But this is a story that is covered up. And it's covered up by the people that lecture you about how all they're really interested in is the facts. The facts is what we're here to report, they say. We are here to hold those who are in power accountable. Oh, yes. We're going to speak truth to power, they say. Do they? You know why they cover it up. Because they're part of it. Or, at the very least, they like it. They like it. Just like it says at the end of Romans 1. Even if they're not participating in it directly, they approve of it. They approve it. They don't really see it as a sin. They don't see it as a problem. And so they just cover it up. Listen to NBC News. I told you about Feature Story trying to draw this comparison. Well, yeah, Bill Clinton's mentioned, but, uh, you know, so is Donald Trump. Uh, let's just dust off and move on. Here's NBC covering for these revelations that came out last night in the Jeffrey Epstein papers. They're covering for the former president, Bill Clinton, clip nine. Found. I should mention none of this obviously suggests any wrongdoing by the former president, suggests that he was involved in a crime. It's merely talking about his connections to Epstein, something that has already, again, been out there. But he has obviously maintained uh, his innocence and denied any wrongdoing as it relates to any abuse by people that ex uh, Epstein exploited, Tom. You know, the interactions that Clinton, former President Bill Clinton, may have had with Jeffrey Epstein. She specifically asked about meals with Clinton. She says she can't re recollect any meals with him. She's asked about whether he may, being Clinton, may have had a meal on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. She says, quote, I'm sure they had a meal on Jeffrey Epstein's plane. So, Tom, these are the types of interactions that we expected. Much of this has already been reported in the public domain, but it's different now, of course, seeing it in a court filing. That's the other way that they'll report this. Oh, this is old news. <laughs> we've, we've known this. For years, that, uh, what's her name, Robach, she had the story back in 2019, so it's four and a half years old. But as she said there, <laughs> they covered it up. And they're still, they're still going to do what they can to cover it up and to say there's no evidence of wrongdoing. The statement from Epstein made to someone that Bill Clinton prefers young girls, we're not really going to get into that. We're just going to say there was some interaction, but, you know, there was kind of some interaction with Donald Trump as well. Sundance says over at Conservative Treehouse, I don't write much about the myriad of sick and twisted stories that surround Jeffrey Epstein because everything in that rabbit hole is a matrix of perversion and manipulation by sick people. Sick people. Sick government officials and blackmail material in a world of darkness and evil. It's like I say, I mean, it's not like we're eager to get into these subjects either. Additionally, all of the previous claims about Donald Trump being associated with that perverse industry and assembly are false. They're false. Look at, look at how far they're willing to go 
to get Trump, they created the dossier, the dirty dossier, and they inserted all of these horrible sex perverted perversions. When they're going after an enemy, they just make it up. Here it's actually happening, and they cover it up. It says, however, I can, I can understand how the merge of exploitation, sex trafficking of young women, sexual blackmail, and politics can hold ramifications for our current state of affairs. So Sundance, he got into it last night, linking to, I think, Technofog went through a lot of the documents, highlighted the, the most important revelations. There's more to come, as I say. Speaking of, you know, Bill Clinton looking the worst, uh, Prince Andrew, you can go right down the list, and there's, a, there's, a, there's still some names redacted, and there's still some very powerful, powerful individuals trying to prevent any more from being revealed. But notice how they'll try to frame this around getting Trump. Speaking of Trump, listen to what he said. Uh, I think this was in a town hall or at a campaign stop back in 2015. This was nine years ago. This is clip uh, eight. Uh, Bill Clinton. Nice guy. Uh, got a lot of problems coming up, in my opinion, with the famous island with Jeffrey Epstein. A lot of problems. He was right. <laughs> he, he's right again. Do you see why the establishment wants to destroy that man? He knows. He knows. He was, he was among them. In so many ways, when he was a celebrity, they knew him. They wanted him to come to their weddings. They wanted him to give donations to their causes. He, and he knew what they were up to. He knew the worst of it. He knew about the Epstein Island. He knew about Bill Clinton. He knew about Bill, Bill Clinton going back and forth to that island in Australia. This is 60 Minutes Australia. And as you see some clips from this report, this too goes back to 2019. This, this is the story that Robach basically missed out on because the, the management at CBS said, nope, not going to do it. We're not going to run that story. Well, to their credit, 60 Minutes Australia did run it. And it went on for like 45 minutes. And again, this is four and a half uh, years ago. So a lot of these revelations, I mean, we've known this. We've known it. But again, as you listen to this, think about, think about this one thing. Where is the regime media in the United States covering any of this? They're not even concerned. Listen to this from 2019, clip two. Jeffrey Epstein was a billionaire New York businessman whose vast wealth bought an arrogance that knew no limits. Damn the consequences, he acted as if he could have anything he craved. But what he desired most was sex with young women and girls. For years, he abused them at will. And such were the numbers of victims Epstein exploited, he started trading them around the world. He masterminded a sex trafficking ring which enabled his rich and influential friends and associates to share in his perversion. Remarkably, those accused of complicity in this scandal include His Royal Highness Prince Andrew. 
Tonight you'll hear shocking stories from very brave women demanding justice. Including one that uh, Robach was talking about in that cold open. She's living in Australia at the moment. So here's this woman from 60 Minutes Australia getting the scoop, putting the witnesses out there. You got to believe the women, right? Where are all the calls for that with respect to Jeffrey Epstein and this sex trafficking ring? I mentioned this Pritzker lady uh, yesterday. She made the $100 million donation to Harvard, and then all of a sudden she's uh, presiding over Harvard. Imagine that. She comes from a powerful family that run a hotel chain. This is from CBS. It says, Hyatt Hotel's billionaire Thomas Pritzker, a cousin of Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker, is among the names of more than 100 people connected to Jeffrey Epstein in documents made public on Wednesday. It says, in a deposition, uh, Goofrey accused Thomas Pritzker, a Chicago businessman, and Hyatt Hotel's executive chairman of serious sexual allegations, naming him as one of several men she was trafficked to have sex with. That's, that seems scandalous. Is, is anyone interested in looking into the Pritzker family? This is a, a prominent family in Chicago, in New York, in, in Boston. Listen again to this 60 Minutes episode from 2019, clip three. Today, this opulent Manhattan mansion sits empty, abandoned by its owner, the disgraced and now dead Jeffrey Epstein. It's hard. It's really hard being back here. But Virginia Roberts Dufre is determined that Epstein's terrible secrets will not be buried with him. Being a kid, I didn't even really realize what world I was being brought into. The world within these walls was inconceivable. A horror house of sexual abuse and international sex trafficking. I was abused by people that I can't even mention here. There, there's a lot of scars hidden behind those walls. It should be ripped down. It should be burned to the ground. When the FBI finally got around to raiding that Manhattan mansion, they found that, remember the portrait they found of, of cross-dressing Bill Clinton? Can you believe this? Yeah, it's hanging right there in the foyer. Bill Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein, bosom buddies. Oh, yeah. Listen again to this, uh, this episode of 60 Minutes, clip uh, four. He had his own fleet of planes a private island, ranches and mansions in New Mexico, New York, and Paris. But in private, Epstein had a dark and insatiable sexual appetite for young girls, an obsession he shared with like-minded wealthy and powerful friends. The people that were involved with Jeffrey Epstein included some of the richest, and most politically powerful people in the world. That's a prominent lawyer. He, he was someone who became famous during the Bush v. Gore uh, fight back in the year 2000. He's, uh, I think he's operating in uh, New York. So you've got, you've got pretty credible 
uh, sources on this episode of 60 Minutes Australia, and, and not just one victim, multiple victims, and through the courses of these, these investigations, going back to 2005 or six when they, they finally got Epstein, really on a minor charge, I think it was a, mi- a prostitution charge with a minor, so you had the, you had the pedophilia then, as I say. And, and even though he didn't go off to jail for very long, here he's a convicted pedophile. What did we have in this issue? This is the August issue of the Trumpet magazine. The perverted ruling class. That's the article. I'll take you through some of that here in, uh, in just a second. But there's plenty of perversion to go around, just like I covered a few weeks ago in that program sodomy in the Senate. But think about, just think about what, we know what they'll say, the regime media will say to to destroy an enemy. They'll lie. But then it's also very revealing to see what kinds of things they they cover up. Ronan Farrow, he had the big expose on uh, Harvey Weinstein and uh, his, all of his cases of rape, raping women, or demanding sex before he gave them a role in a Hollywood film. Pharaoh had the story. I forget where he was working at the time, but they, they squashed it as well. And he had to go, it eventually came out, as we all know, but he had to go find a source that was willing to run with it. Because here again, you don't expose Harvey Weinstein. A lot of people thought that way. It, it was, I mean, every, it's just like Jeffrey Epstein. Everybody in Hollywood knew. They knew what was going on. They approved of it. And they turned a blind eye to it if they weren't participating in it themselves. Remember when Tucker got fired and he went off and interviewed that guy who said he had a homosexual relationship with the dear leader? Now, he seems like kind of a deadbeat guy himself but it, he brought as i've covered on one of my shows he brought the receipts he had time and date he had he had everything where it happened the taxi the the receipt from the restaurant where they went together nobody was interested in 2008 sinclair was his name in america under attack got this book on the table as well. If you don't have this, make sure you call our operators and request a free free copy today, 1-800-930-3024. It refers to the biography Rising Star, the making of uh, Barack Obama. He writes that in 1970, when Obama was 9 or 10 years old, his mother hired an openly gay, 24-year-old, sometimes cross-dressing man this is just a little bit of insight into the perverted ruling class, as we covered in that August issue. During his teen years, Obama's mother lived in Indonesia, and he lived with his grandparents in Hawaii. Garrow notes that Obama's main challenges growing up had nothing to do with race. Hawaii is one of the most culturally diverse places in America. It says here, one of his close uh, friends said Obama's parents were a total and complete mystery. Obama never spoke about them. He recalled, I knew nothing about his father. During his junior year of high school, Obama was a member of the the Chum Gang, a Hawaiian slang term for smoking marijuana. 
It was known that Obama smoked marijuana, but the media have downplayed how heavily he used the drug during his preparatory years. He and his friends smoked marijuana almost daily when they could afford it, experimented with cocaine and heroin. The group's drug dealer was a homosexual named Ray Boyer. Obama and his friends referred to him as Gay Ray. Ray lived in a bus in an abandoned warehouse. He was also heavily into pornography. One of Obama's friends recalled that Gay Ray would get the boys high and then they would watch pornography together. Obama's high school yearbook gave each graduating senior a quarter page to use as they wished. Obama's friends included references to their antics and memorized, memorialized the group by writing the initials of each member. On Obama's page, in addition to acknowledging his friends, he mentioned Ray. Garrow writes that Obama alone, of all the Chum gang, had signed out their weird, gay, porn-showing drug dealer by name and thanked him for all the good times. Well, it goes on. It continues. All these things revealed years and years later in this massive biography. When did it come out? I think it was 2017 or 18. Finally, a little bit of vetting. But the truth is that most people would read through everything I just gave to you there and think, no, he's just, he was just a kid. Kids are going to do what kids do. You think about the current occupant of the White House, the fake president, speaking of covering up crimes. Look at, look at how even, not even just the regime media, but look at how the DOJ sprung to action to go and retrieve Ashley Biden's diary. You know, the diary where she said, it's legit now, but the diary where she said, I'm, uh, I'm, a kind of, I'm, I'm afraid to take a shower because dad will come in. That would be the big guy, Joe Biden, showering with his 11, 12-year-old. I'm not even getting into Hunter's laptop. The sex trafficking rings that are revealed there in plain view for all in the media to see it's no secret everyone knows everyone knows think think about all of this as joe biden prepares for another tirade on january 6th on saturday as he go as he goes to pennsylvania again just like he did the the philadelphia speech with the red background and he was screaming about those mega republicans so he's gonna go he's gonna go to pennsylvania again valley forge i guess it is to foment hatred hate to divide races to talk about the bad orange man how he's like hitler and consider the source how obscene is it by the way for that man that fake president to skip out on the 9-11 memorial. 9-11, he can't go, can't be bothered. Doesn't go to East Palestine, can't go there either. And then he's going for this fake insurrection to give another speech. January 6th, that's all that matters to these people. That's the worst crime in history. And meanwhile, all these crimes, all these crimes covered up, Remember, this is a quote, by the way, 
from uh, Ashley Biden's diary. Was I molested? I think so. I can't remember specifics, but I do remember trauma. She wrote, she wrote that in her diary. She wrote that, that he showers, or I, sh- I shower with my dad, and that she felt it was probably not appropriate. Well, I'd say that it wasn't. He's now in the, he's now in the White House. Illegitimately, but still. All of these crimes. Last year, the movie Sound of Freedom came out. What was that? The summer of 2023. Powerful movie. Uh, It's difficult to watch in some ways. But a powerful movie exposing the sex trafficking rings. There are all over the world. That movie... That movie was, they started work on that movie in 2015 and then uh, were prepared to release it in 2018. And then it was sold to Disney. And guess what Disney did? Walt Disney, he must be rolling around in his grave. But Disney put it on the shelf. Why? Why wouldn't ABC want you to, to know the truth about Jeff Epstein? Why wouldn't Disney want you to see Sound of Freedom? The producers of that film, they finally secured the rights to the film and then released it themselves. Five years after it was finished. Why why did they cover those kinds of stories up? Think about what's happening at the southern border. And the, the way, if the media will even cover it, of course, most of them don't even cover it, but if they do, it's, you know, poor people that are fleeing war zones. They're fleeing from war zones. That's how they frame it. No, there's a lot of rapists in there, a lot of murderers in there as well. Most of them are single men. And, and there's, also, there's also a lot of sex trafficking. Well, there's drug trafficking too. But there's a lot of sex trafficking because there's such a huge appetite for it, particularly among the ruling class. Listen again to this uh, 60 Minutes Australia segment, clip five. Inside the Epstein scandal, how the powerful protected Jeffrey Epstein. They had enough evidence to lock him up for decades, and yet they essentially let him go. And betrayed our most vulnerable. Do you have any idea of how many victims are out there? I would say it's in the thousands. I mean, he was literally doing this for over 20 years. Uh, thousands of victims the guy was doing this for 20 years who would associate with someone like this knowing anything about this background well people make a big to do about the picture where Donald Trump is in the same frame but that's about the extent of it these were powerful people powerful people he, he rubbed shoulders with a lot of people that I'm sure didn't get involved directly in the Lolita Express and the Fantasy Island and the sex trafficking. But there were a lot who did engage in that sort of thing. They betrayed our most vulnerable children, little children, abused, trafficked, in some cases all over the world. It started out with Recruiting them, the vulnerable, on the streets of Miami or wherever, 
if they don't come across the southern border illegally, finding a, a troubled young girl who maybe has been sexually abused by a stepdad or lives in a single parent home or is in poverty or whatever it is. The billionaire, Epstein had help from Maxwell, the lady who was recruiting. And then those recruited would go and recruit other girls. 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds. And they'd be promised a lavish lifestyle. Traveling the world. You know, as long as you learn how to give a massage and that sort of thing. So much of it, we don't even want to play on this show. Listen, listen to clip six here. You could tell his addiction wasn't drugs or alcohol. It was definitely young girls. And if I couldn't bring him a girl, when he didn't get his obsession, he just would get so mad. How many girls do you think you brought to Jeffrey Epstein? Um, I would say at the minim minimum 50, but anywhere from 50 to 70 girls. And what were their ages? The same ages of me, um, 14, 15, 16. You know, I just hold a lot of guilt and shame for doing those things. And just to know that I had any influence on that happening to somebody else, just, you know, it really is just devastating and breaks my heart. There is one victim who, that, that woman there, who recruited something like 50 to 70 girls, she says there. Obviously, she's ashamed of that. She regrets that. This is one 60-minute segment put on in Australia four and a half years ago. Where are these reports in the United States? Jeffrey Epstein, he lived right here in the United States. He, he traveled frequently with Bill Clinton, the former president of the United States of America. One more clip from that program, clip seven. Allegedly, part of the sick Epstein machine was Jean-Luc Brunel, a model agent based in Paris with access to beautiful young girls, girls he was happy to deliver to Epstein. Girls ranged in all different ages. I mean, there were girls as young as 12. You have no doubt he was having sex with a 12-year-old. I was told by him that he was having sex with three 12-year-olds sent by Jean-Luc Brunel, and Jeffrey laughed about it. He laughed. He thought it was funny. It's a worldwide network of sex trafficking of minors. A worldwide pedophilia network. And they laughed about it. And the regime media, for their part, well, they must be laughing too, I guess, as they cover up the truth. We're here to just report the facts. We're here to hold those who are in power accountable for their actions. In that article, The Perverted Ruling Class, as I say, this is in the August issue of the Trumpet Magazine. If you don't have a subscription, you can call our operators and receive a free one-year subscription. It's tomorrow's news today. 1-866-930-3024. Just call our operators today and give... Give out the address and we'll send you, we'll send you a monthly copy of the Trumpet magazine. It says here, the United States is controlled by leaders who are not only corrupt, 
but personally involved in sex perversions, sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden, sexual extortion charges against Hunter Biden, sex trafficking and pedophilia charges against Jeffrey Epstein, serial adultery charges against Bill Clinton, sex sexting scandals involving Anthony Weiner, prostitution scandals involving Elliot Spitzer. These are all among the ruling class, or were. Homosexual solicitation scandals involving Larry Craig. Bestiality scandals involving Themis Matsukas. These scandals are a small sampling of the debauchery, depravity, and predatory behavior that has infected the upper echelons of American society. But do you think they're concerned about this at Disney or ABC or MSNBC? They're not. But, but God is. Just like I, I discussed in that program on sodomy in the Senate. What must God think of all of this debauchery, particularly among the ruling class? What must God say? God sees it all. God sees what goes on in the Senate. He sees what's happening in D.C., in New York, in Hollywood. It says here, a generation ago, the type of scandals many political, economic, and media elites are involved in would have been reason enough for a revolution. Yet today, Americans are being desensitized to sexual perversions. You see, we're just surrounded by it. We're living in Sodom and Gomorrah. And a lot of people, they won't, they won't sound the alarm about this because, well, they think, I'm in it too. You know, I'm engaging in it too. Now, we've all made mistakes. We're all sinners. But God, God calls us into his church so we can clean up our lives and put away the filth. Paul, when he was talking to the brethren at Corinth, he, I mean, they came out of a lot of filthy behavior. And he says to them, now, this is the way some of you lived in the past, but, but now through the blood of Jesus Christ and by the power of God's Spirit, you can clean up your lives. Think about the prophets of old and how they sounded the alarm. When Israel got into idolatry or sexual perversion, I mean, they were out there giving God's perspective, saying you're going to bring curses on yourself for this. It says here, many people believe America's perverted ruling class is trying to normalize sexual deviancy, or at least make people numb to it, before their own sordid crimes are outed to the public. Look at what's being normalized. Pedophilia, of all things because they don't want their sordid crimes just out there for everyone to see, and they don't want people to be shocked. So let's just normalize transgenderism and, and uh, homosexuality, bestiality, pedophilia, whatever it is. Let's just make it normal. And then when we're caught engaging in it, even if it's in the Senate, I mean, nobody's going to make a big deal of it. It's just sex. Listen to this. This is from the August issue. It says Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein was a billionaire financier heavily involved in supplying women and children to the elites uh, to rape. It's kind of like the, the Biden crime family. There's some differences, but when you think about their family business, what is it that Epstein actually did? A billionaire financier. Okay, what, what does that mean? 
What was his product? What was he selling? He was selling children. He was trafficking sex. And a lot of very powerful people were customers of his. That's right. Think about all the black. This is why he died in prison. So suddenly, under such mysterious circumstances, because he had the goods on a lot of people. He was a pervert himself. But, uh, you know, he was filming a lot of things that, that uh, some of his, his best customers were doing. It says he apparently engaged in these monstrous crimes as early as the 1980s, but did not become known publicly as a pedophile until 2005 when a parent reported that he raped her 14-year-old daughter, 14 years old. When the truth came out, Epstein pleaded guilty, was convicted, endured an astonishingly weak and brief punishment, and officially became known as a child rapist. Investigators found that he had abused dozens of young children, and the real list of his victims over the decades could be in the hundreds or thousands. Well, that 60 Minutes uh, Australia segment estimates that it's into the thousands for sure. Thousands of children. We write in the trumpet, again, this is the August issue from last year, God wants this sordid world of twisted perversions exposed so the American people can see just how far they have fallen from the pure standard he set for us in the Bible. God wants us to see just how far we've fallen in this year, <laughs> the, the war in 24. I mean, it's pretty much going to be all things politics. And of course, from the regime, they're going to be attacking Donald Trump because he's the leading Republican candidate. But amid, amid the political struggle, the political war, this is, this is the way we're living. This is the sort of thing that, that so many people, certainly a lot of powerful people, approve of. God wants us to peer into that hole in the wall, like it says in Ezekiel 8, and see the kind of abuse of power. That's that's as big a part of this story as the the sexual perversion. Going after the, the weak and the innocent, the naive. It says here, in a vision, God told the prophet to peer. Well, it refers to Ezekiel 8. I've mentioned that already. But it says here, this passage is about the ancients or elders of the house of Israel worshiping false gods and engaging in vile practices in the dark where the people cannot see them. It does not necessarily infer sexual perversions, although many of America's leaders want to hide the sexual perversions they engage in. Just a couple more quotes here. It says, America's leaders are doing abominable things in the dark corridors of power while, they're, while they try to force their will on the people. God is going to have to expose them so people have one last chance to repent. It then talks about that, that passage we refer to so many times in 2 Kings. 2 Kings 14, the bitter affliction and God intervening to save Israel by the hand of Jeroboam but just temporarily, because God wants us to see. He wants us to see the sordid, twisted perversions 
going on all across the nation, all around the world. It says, the deeper one looks into the problems plaguing America today, the uglier and more twisted the picture grows. It truly does explain the inexplicable actions of those political, corporate, and media elites who are successfully driving the nation into a moral abyss and who so often cover for each other's abominable behavior. That's from the trumpet in August. Tomorrow's news today, as I say, keep, keep that in mind as you see the regime media this weekend all giddy about Joe Biden's speech. Joe Biden, he, he's finally restored decency to the White House. That's what he campaigned on. He's bringing decency back. Well, I don't know about that. If you look at Hunter's laptop and Ashley's uh, diary, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's, a, I don't know if God sees it as a decent family. I got to be honest. Look at what they're out there promoting. Look at what they're paying for. Look at what they're giving in return for millions. The New York Times says here, the president will speak at Valley Forge on the anniversary of the January 6th Capitol riot and later at the, a South Carolina church where a white supremacist killed nine people. So you know what he's going to focus on. You know what he's trying to do. Divide and conquer. Just attack and destroy those dirty, mag, those dangerous MAGA Republicans. They're white supremacists. says here, with the calendar flipped to 2024, Mr. Biden's making a notable escalation of his re-election campaign with an address planned at Valley Forge in Pennsylvania on Saturday, the anniversary of the January 6th Capitol riot by a pro-Trump mob. So the New York Times is on board with the narrative. They have been for three years. It says here, the location where George Washington commanded troops during the Revolutionary War is intended to draw a sharp contrast between Washington, who voluntarily ceded power after serving as the nation's first president, and Trump, who refuses to accept the results of the 2020 race. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. These are the, this is brought to you by journalists who cover for Jeffrey Epstein who cover for Bill Clinton, who cover for the dear leader, who cover for the Biden crime family, who cover for everyone, as long as they're a Democrat. If it's a member of the opposition, however, hey, we, we have got dirty dossiers prepared and ready to put out there to report on. Remember CNN back in 2017? You know, Jim Shuto and Jake Tapper, very serious with four R's. Very serious. This dirty dossier. And they went on with that for three years. Three years. Some of them still hold to it. Some of them still believe it. From Roll Call. says here, whether it's white supremacists descending on a historic American city in Charlottesville the assault on our nation's capital on January 6th, or a white supremacist murdering churchgoers at Mother Emanuel nearly nine years ago, America is worried about the rise of, in political violence 
and, and is determined to stand uh, against it. That's Quentin Folks, principal deputy campaign manager for Biden and Kamala Harris. That's the campaign manager, and that's the message that this fake administration wants for you. The only sin, the only sin that they see in this country is the one carried out by someone who would deny the election and support Donald Trump, deny the election results from 2020 and support Donald Trump. It says here, the officials described the normalization and embrace of white supremacy as a top argument the president and vice president intend to make as uh, the 2024 campaign season gets underway. Well, how about that? This is their message coming to you on Saturday, three years on from January 6th, from the fake insurrection, a speech given by a fake president, backed by the dear leader, the puppet master himself, Barack Hussein Obama, who was never vetted, never was vetted, into a lot of perversions himself. So many of them he admits, he admits in his writings or as Ghostwriter admits, either way. And the media, of course, carefully, carefully, carefully covering that up. Just a few emails that we can finish on today's show. America Under Attack, remember, that's the must-read. And then also, we probably don't plug the Trumpet magazine enough, but we have got quite the editorial team. We have got quite the art department, quite the set of photographers that help to put together these beautiful issues every single month. And, and there's no ads in them. There's no ads at all. That's what makes it so pleasant to flip through the pages and to read the articles because uh, you just have this beautiful layout without the addition of all those annoying ads. This is uh, coming from some of you. I didn't bring my notes with the emails, so I'll have to scroll down here. This one here says, thank you for all the time and effort uh, given to producing the Trumpet Daily. It is encouraging, it is awesome, and it is appreciated. A job well done. If you want to submit feedback to the show, by the way, you can email us, td at the trumpet. Dot com. You can also leave some comments, although I don't always uh, uh, go and cut and paste those comments at the Rumble channel over to some of my notes. I'll have to start doing that. If you want to leave a nice comment at the Rumble channel, we'll try to work some of those in to the email feedback. It, it says here, congratulations. What a truly amazing year it's been, speaking of 2023. Um, and due to your oratory, immensely insightful and often humorous, I have enjoyed listening to you. I'm excited to. Uh, I'm excited about the future with the imminent coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Another one here says your recent shows uh, montage of the the lowlights from the past year in America was funny in some parts, but seriously sad and hard to watch as the very same lowlights are happening here in the United Kingdom. This is uh, coming from the UK, obviously. Each day I witness what I call the professional mental breakdown among the talking heads from the government, media, education, health, business, sports, etc. It's, it's identical to what's happening in America. It says that the TD is top class tomorrow's news uh, today. One more here says, awesome year-end montage. I, I must have been 
it must have been a lot of work to put that together. 2023 has been a very eventful year. A lot of it is hard to stomach and very frustrating to see. It must have been difficult for your staff to decide on what and what not to include because even with as much as you showed, there was much more. Well, there is a lot <laughs> to try to cover even in uh, this program each day. As I said yesterday, I had quite a bit of material that I rolled over to today's show or to my notes for today. And as, <laughs> as often is the case, then you, you, know, you wake up, you start looking at some of the latest headlines. You see this documents dump last night, those first 40 sets of documents from the Jeffrey Epstein, you know, the, I forget which court case it is, but some judge saying, yeah, it needs to be made public. There's a lot of people here implicated. So I've got a lot of extra material at the end of my notes still, as, uh, as I said yesterday. It says here, uh, thank you for the, uh, the lighter moments of your show, and I'm looking forward to the shows in 2024. I'm anxious to see what God is going to do about the Trump presidency. We'll have to see what miracle he performs. So if you'd like to email the show, you can reach us at tdatthetrumpet.com. Don't forget about the Rumble channel. If you're there, you can leave comments. Also, give us that thumbs up. My Twitter account, which uh, hasn't been especially active of late, but it's at Stephen Flurry. You are listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. We thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you tomorrow.